let's talk about manipulation. You know, we come across people in our lives and sometimes, you know, initially they can seem really nice or really friendly in the very beginning stages. Um, you might even have something in common with this person. Um, you may work with this person or this may this person may be in your family or, you know, just someone that you meet. Um, it may be someone that you're dating or it may even be someone that you're married to. It all depends. Um but then all of a sudden you start feeling like you're being manipulated and you're like wait a minute what is this am i being scammed is am i being manipulated and you start you know kind of second guessing yourself or you start second guessing the situation or, or you're just kind of taking a step back from the situation to assess it um, manipulative people, they're basically trying to achieve what they want for themselves in the world. Um, people around them can either help them or they can be a hindrance. And this is learned behavior. This is how they've learned to survive. They engage in so much of this because they don't have a moral compass. There's no one or nothing, you know, there's to tell them that it's it's wrong. So they just they keep doing it and if they get away with it, they'll continue to do it. You know, until they get arrested or you know, they lose people in their life, but they'll you know, they'll keep doing it because it's a survival technique. Um you know, I've, I've experienced these types of people where, you know, they start out um, love bombing you and you think that you they mirror you. So you think that you have something in common with you because they they are mirroring your personality. They start mirroring, you know, what you like, what you dislike. And you think, oh, my gosh, this person is just like me. And so you immediately start trusting them or you immediately start opening up to them because you think that they're just like you. When in fact, they may be nothing like you, but they ha they're putting on a disguise and the disguise is you. And, you know, the little manipulative tactics can be, you know, just little things. You know, can you do me a favor or can, you know, it can be just little things. And, you know, these types of people are basically sociopaths. That, and, and this is part of um, antisocial personality disorder. It's sociopathy. And these people are manipulative because this is how they've learned to negotiate the world. And this is how they've learned to get what they want is through manipulation. And if their parents, you know, oftentimes what's happened is, you know, these children were deprived when they were little. And, you know, so they've learned to either lie, steal, cheat, manipulate, whatever it is. Depends on the person. Every person on this planet is different. So, you know, there's different techniques that these people use to get what they want. Um, but the one thing to look out for is 
they lack empathy. People with antisocial personality disorder do not have empathy. And so when they do something and you catch them, you know, they may even lie about it or try to gaslight you, you know, telling you that you're crazy or, you know, whatever. They will try to deflect it back onto you. It's your fault all of a sudden. It's crazy making. But the problem is they don't feel bad for what they do. They don't feel bad for their behavior because this is how they're wired. Um, they think of these people that they are manipulating as easy prey. You have to think of like the animal kingdom. You know, there are like the tigers, there are the jaguars, there are cheetahs, and they prey on animals that they perceive to be weaker. So sociopaths prey on people, usually very nice people, maybe a little gullible, maybe a little naive, whatever it is, but they prey on people that they perceive to be weaker so that they can manipulate them. So that they can get whatever they want out of that person. And over time, you know, you may think like, my God, you know, this person is draining me. Or this person is, I catch them in lies. Or, you know, the story doesn't add up. Or, you know, why is this person always trying to get free stuff? That's a big one. This person's always, you know, you'll have that one friend that's like, oh my gosh, I did, this guy just gave me, you know, a pair of earrings or this girlfriend just gave me this. And it, and it's like, well, is, did you pay for it? No, it's free. Nothing is free. People that tell you a story that they got some odd object and it was free. That's a red flag because chances are they scammed someone to get it and that's like a conquest for them so look for those patterns in people getting shit for free and then when you kind of ask them about it you know that's the thing start asking questions don't be afraid to ask people questions like how did you get that where did you get it how much did you pay for it oh you got it for free why did that person get give it to you for free? Oh, it's a favorite. What, what? Why did they give you a favor? You know, you start probing and asking questions and you start digging deeper. And usually at the end of the narrative is a sociopath. But it takes you a while to see it because these people usually present themselves as nice and friendly and charming. They're very, very charming. They're, they're salespeople. You know, they're basically salespeople and you have something to sell them. You may think that you don't have anything for sale, but to them, everything's for sale. And, you know, I had this one person say to me, this is like 10 years ago, this one friend of mine who I'm kind of questioning whether or not I should keep them as a friend but I actually had this friend of mine ask me I want your car and I remember saying to her like my car is not for sale 
And she said to me, I want your car. How much do you want for it? And I'm like, my car's not for sale. And she kept pushing and pushing and pushing. Everything's for sale. How much do you want for it? I want your car. And this person kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And I reached a point where I'm like, stop asking. My car is not for sale and you're bugging me. Stop asking. And I ended up like, just, I'm like, look, I got to go. And I hung up the phone and I ended up the, I ended the conversation because she wouldn't shut the fuck up. You know, and that's sometimes what you have to do, you know, just shut these people down. Sometimes you just have to end the conversation, you know, stop them because these predators, and that's what they are, they're predators. They will keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing because they don't stop until they have whatever object it is they want. This person wanted my car. She never got it. She never got it. Because I, you know, it's like, I, I didn't want to give it to her. I, I was on to her. I saw what she's trying to do. And I never understood. And I would ask her, why do you want my car? And I, push, I put it back on her. Why do you want my car? Why don't you just go out and buy one? Why don't you just go out and buy the exact same car, same model, same color, same year? Why do you have to have my car? And she wouldn't answer that. And I found that to be interesting. And so then I started hounding her. But why? Why my car? Why? Why? It's like a child. Why? 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 But why? And so the more and more she hounded me, the more and more I hounded her. But why? Why do you want my car? And so it became like this push and, you know, push and pull, push and pull back and forth. But, you know, it's, it becomes, it's a game. For them, it's a game. For me, it's all about boundaries. And I just kept saying no, 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 no. It's, it's like dealing with a child, a child who never got their needs met. And so they're making it up, making up for it as an adult. And, you know, I bought this car by myself, you know, I ordered it, I had it made, you know, I, I paid for it, the car was paid off, you know, I took very good care of this car, and I was like, I'll be damned if I'm going to sell you my car, I love this car. But, you know, through this dynamic between this friend and myself, it really showed her true colors, it showed me you know, how far she would push and how far she would take it and how she tried to manipulate me. But it also pushed me to be stronger and not buckle at her manipulation. And that's what really, you know, it challenges your, you know, yourself and are you able to stand up to these types of people? Because not everyone is able to. Some people buckle and some people will be like, okay, I'll, I'll sell you my car for, you know, I don't know, I'll look up the blue book. You know, and I'm like, bitch, no. Go buy your own damn car. Damn, you're wasting my time. This is exhausting. 
It's manipulation. And it is exhausting. And it's like you're on this, you know, back and forth, back and forth. But they, number one, they start out with love bombing techniques. You're so great. You know, I felt like I was the greatest person on the planet when she and I started becoming friends. I thought I was like a supermodel. I thought I was gorgeous and tall and thin. And I thought I was perfect when I met her because of how she made me feel. And that's, that's what a sociopath does when they're trying to win you over. Especially when it comes to a romantic relationship. It's called love bombing. They're trying to be kind in a super over-the-top way in order to get what they want. Rather than just being in a romantic, you know, dynamic where, you know, the person's being romantic and you fall in love. This is different. This is just sheer manipulation. You know, they shower you with affection and attention and it happens really, really fast. They do this at the very beginning when they, and then when they, they feel like you're pulling away, they love bombing you. They love bomb you even more. It becomes like a drug. The person becomes a drug. You become literally addicted to this person. And it's creepy. Because the love and affection is not genuine. It's fake. And I I think that's the most heartbreaking part of it is it's all fake. And it's all manipulation to get you to do what they want. And to get material objects from you. And that's what's so heartbreaking when you realize this. You stick around because you think that this person genuinely cares for you. You stick around because you feel like this person loves you. But, you know, sometimes the kindness feels off. Their affection feels to be too much too soon. So listen to your gut. You know, if your head is spinning and you feel overwhelmed and you feel like this person's a drug and it's happening so fast... You're probably, you know, you're that, you've been positioned by a predator. You're the victim. Number two, they're super charming. I already talked about that. Super, super charming. They can work the room. They're funny. They're full of compliments. They're kind. They're cute. But... The sad part is they're not genuine at all. They're fake. It's all phony baloney bullshit. And the way that you spot it is by how excessive it all is. You know, the word charming. They're complimentary. Charming personality is lovely except for people who are sociopaths use charm to manipulate others into believing that they're really good people. It's almost like you're under a spell. They use their slippery, sliming charm 
to weave a false sense of who they are and what they want to trap you into trusting them. It reminds me of a used car salesman, but like really slick. Like really, really slick. And they're really layering it on thick where it's like, oh, this car here. Yeah, this car, this car. We we just got this in yesterday and it was this little old grandmother. She was in her 80s and she only drove this car to church. That's why the low miles. So you're getting the best deal in the whole showroom. It's that kind of bullshit. You know, where once you see it, you're like, you can't unsee it. Because they layer it on thick. It's like the icing on the cake. It's like fake narcissistic bullshit. And they target, number three, they target vulnerable people. And, and I don't even like using the word vulnerable. Because the, it's really, they target really nice people. They target genuine people that are nice and kind. And they don't see the evil parts in people. So they don't see this coming at all. Because they've never been hoodwinked before. And so when they're being charmed and love-bombed and, you know, swept off their feet, whether it's a friend or, you know, a date or whatever, they think that this person is like the greatest thing ever. Because they, they've never seen this type of thing before. You know, the, the person that gets charmed, they're usually, they love the attention, they fall for it. You know, but the, the manipulator picks out vulnerable people. These people are usually low in self-esteem or their self-worth, you know, echoes the sociopath's narcissism. You know, sometimes the, the victim is an empath where, you know, they're just like a, a sweet soul. They wouldn't harm a flea or a fly. But the sociopath... They're like vampires. They're out for blood. And the victims of sociopaths often are people who have had drama and trauma. I call it drama. But it's they've had they, they they've experienced trauma themselves. And so it becomes this dynamic between the two. And so it's almost like a a match that happens between people. Um, number four, they know how to reel you back in. You know, the sociopaths tend to have a magical ab ability to reel people back into their web. They're like a spider. You know, they reel you back into their web. You're the little fly. You get caught in their web. And then, you know... They start wrapping their silk around you over and over and over until you die and they eat you. And I know that sounds really gruesome, but that's really how they work. They don't care about you. These people engage in intermittent reinforcement to keep their victims attached. This involves being nice interspersed with being not nice. 
Lots of engagement interspersed with with withdrawal of love and attention. So it's this back and forth, back and forth. It's almost like I love you, I hate you, I love you, I hate you. And this triggers in your brain an addictive pattern. It's It's a trauma bonding that happens. And right when you think you're done with them or feel like you're likely to end the friendship or relationship, they'll figure out a new way to make you stick around. But don't fall for it. These people are predators. They're not, they're like subhuman because they don't have empathy and they don't really care about you. They're like subhuman. They're, they're like emotionally stunted and broken people that they're like missing a chip in their brain, I swear. And number five, they're quick to apologize. But the apology isn't really real. It, the apology is temporary just to get you sucked back in. And the manipulation can be spotted in the way they apologize. Sociopaths may give sincere sounding apologies when they're not even sorry at all. So look out for this. Sometimes they just say what they think you want to hear, but the, their words will conflict with their actions. You know, the saying, you know, actions speak louder than words. You know, pay attention to a person's actions. You know, people can text words all day long, but pay attention to the actual actions. You know, a person can text you, oh, you mean so much to me, I love you, blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, do they miss your birthday? Do they miss giving you a gift? Like, pay attention to the actual action. Focus on their actions instead of their words. Do they apologize? If they apologize and then continue to act mean or cruel, that's a red flag. Number six, they use gaslighting. This is one that is just insane. When a person gaslights you, it's such a distortion of reality and it's so like cruel. Especially when you're on the receiving end of the gaslighting. Toxic people use gaslighting techniques to manipulate others. And it's, a, it's typical of sociopaths. They do this to, to take away the power from their victims. They lie. And, you know, they, they're flipping it. You know, by gaslighting you, they're taking away the reality of what actually happened. It makes it really confusing, which is why it's called manipulation. Number seven, they don't show any remorse. They don't show any remorse for their negative actions, nor will they, do they take responsibility. They lie to make themselves appear better. You 
And the creepiest part of the whole thing is they don't feel anything. You know, some people may feel anxiety or shame or guilt. Sociopaths don't feel anything. They feel nothing. There's no remorse. There's no second thoughts. There's no, like, ruminating. There's no concerns. There's no guilt. There's no shame. There's nothing. I'm telling you, they're subhuman. These people are not normal. They're, like, they're missing, like, an emotional chip. No matter what they do, no matter how bad or hurtful, in their mind, it was justified. There's no remorse. Number eight, they use empty threats. Sometimes they use threats to keep you, you know, in line or to try to control you. Some of these threats will be threatening to commit suicide or just saying, I'm sorry. You know, these are, this is a way to control you. Empty threats. They threat to commit suicide. Oftentimes, that's just, they're acting out. They're, they're trying to scare you. Um, they're trying to scare you or they're trying to get you to do something. If you don't do X, Y, Z, I'm going to commit suicide. It's very, very dangerous. And if they do that, if, if a person puts you in that situation, that if you don't do this for me, I'm going to commit suicide, you know what you tell them? I'm going to call the police right now. You dial 911. And you see how they react. Because if a person is truly suicidal, they would welcome help. If a person is manipulating you with the word suicide, they would freak out. They would be like, no, 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 no. Don't call the police. Don't call 911. No, 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 no. That's the difference. These, you know, what I also listed, these also can be signs of borderline personality disorder. So it's important to not, you know, confuse. They, they can be both. Um, I don't di diagnose people. Um, these are just, you know, terms that um, are in the DSM-5. Um, but they're common to both borderline and sociopaths. And they're trying to manipulate people. Number nine, they use excessive flattery. Think of a sociopath, again, as a, as a car salesman. They often know just what to make or what to say to make you feel good about yourself. So they'll be more inclined to do what they want, even if it isn't in your best interest. Well, it may be tricky. There's a way to see through it, to tell the difference between a genuine compliment and just manipulative flattery. Instead of saying that they enjoy being with you, a sociopath may say, you're the most amazing person I've ever met, and I can't imagine life without you. Even though you may only have known them a day. See, it's, it's very excessive. It's very over the top. It's very like, you feel like you're the best, most amazing person on the planet. That's a red flag. 
It's over-the-top wording. It's, it's creepy manipulation tactics. So look for some of these. You know, if a, if a, they always say that if it seems, if it feels too good to be true, or if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. You're probably dealing with a sociopath. That's what I like to say. Because a normal person doesn't behave like that. A normal person isn't trying to manipulate you, mirror you, gaslight you, love bomb you, to try to get something from you. That's the difference. A normal person, you know, takes their time in opening up to try to get to know you. And it takes time. It's usually a slow process. It's not a fast process. So look for these signs. I'm sure that we, we've all met people like this, especially in a, a used car lot. All these used car salesmen, they all act like this, ironically. The excessive use, use of flattery, the empty threats sometimes. Well, if you don't buy now, you're going to lose the car. You know, they don't show remorse. Um, they'll gaslight you. You know, the... the grandmother owned this car you know she only drove it to church they're quick to apologize um, they know how to reel you back in they target vulnerable people they're super charming and they use love bombing techniques so pay attention protect yourself and learn to say no Nope. Not everyone that it's out in society that we meet is safe, even if they're friendly. Doesn't mean that they're a safe person. You know, oftentimes these charming people are quite dangerous. So pay attention. Protect yourself. Good luck.